as an online service provider, it is essential to establish and maintain boundaries with your clients. We all know that. But are the lines becoming blurred? Are your boundaries sliding? How can you make sure that they stay there and stay strong? Let's get into it. Welcome to Life Virtually, the podcast for online service providers who want to level up their business game and live their best virtual life. I'm Ellie, your host, coach, friend and mentor. Join me as we explore the ins, the outs, the ups and the downs of building a thriving online business from tips and strategies to the latest industry trends. Let's do this. Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. And if you are listening to this episode on the day that it comes out, happy International Women's Day. I don't know about you, but when I was an employee, like I'd heard of International Women's Day, but I'd never really heard of anybody celebrating it or even really mentioning it that much. Just kind of heard people maybe mention it on the radio. It's, hey, it's International Women's Day today. But since I've gotten into business, that's totally changed. Have you noticed that? And I think that's mostly down to the fact that the online service industry is pretty female dominated. And I love it. It's just fab. Every single year on International Women's Day, you see people posting about it, posting gorgeous stuff, giving shout outs to business women that they admire, that inspire them. And if you're part of any networking groups, they tend to have special events on International Women's Day to honour it, to honour us as business women. And those are always so lovely to go to. So if you're going to any of those today, or if you have gone, I hope that you enjoyed it. I'm personally not doing anything this year. I just have house on the brain right now. I'm at a point right now where I'm really pushing to get things through. And honestly, I'm not actually a part of any networking groups anymore. I got to a point in my business where I just got so busy that I didn't make networking a priority anymore, like at all. And the last a networking group that I was a member of was Dublin based and obviously I moved last year so I don't live there anymore but I have to say I have missed it over the past few months I have missed networking and just having a group of like-minded people that I can check in with and talk to and all the rest so I have my eye on a couple of like business clubs and networking groups that I'm going to join when I get into the new house because right now it's just house. Once I get in there, I'll start getting my ducks in a row again. I actually saw on somebody's Instagram stories a couple of weeks ago that they were at this co-working day for a business club that they're a part of and oh my god it looked so gorgeous. They were in this beautiful venue, they had this stunning breakfast spread um, for before they got down to working and of course there's networking, meeting other business women and just having a day to kind of work somewhere real stylish and nice so yeah, I've I've kind of got my eye on that club, <laughs> got my eye on that one. But on the note of Instagram, is it driving anybody else crazy right now? It is starting to feel reminiscent to last year. Last year when they started making all of these changes, when they decided that they were going to be like TikTok, that 
when they told us that photos and carousels and graphics weren't going to cut it anymore, that you had to change the size of them, that you really needed to be doing reels, that their whole feed was changing. Like they threw so much at us last year that it became not fun. (laughs) Like it became not fun at all. And obviously they rolled back on quite a lot of those things. Um, but the last few weeks have just felt reminiscent of that. It's like every, nearly every week again, we're starting to hear about different changes. And I mean, some of them are small, some of them are useful. Um, or you go into the app and something looks different and you're like, why is this button here now instead of there? <laughs> like, It's just... Yeah, it's annoying. But anyway, the really big one, the really, really big one everyone's talking about is Meta Verified. Have you heard about this? What do you think of it? I have to say I have really mixed feelings about it. I know Elon Musk had been saying on Twitter about introducing a charge for the blue tick. Now, I obviously didn't listen or look into that or listen to it properly when that first came out because my husband mentioned it to me and I thought, Oh, like a fiver a month for the blue tick. I mean, the Kardashians and all those celebrities have a fiver a month to pay for it. So fair enough. But I think they're actually offering it to everyone, kind of like Meta Verified. I'm not too sure because I don't use Twitter. and I don't really pay attention to it. But yeah, I have very mixed feelings about this Meta Verified. And you could tell when... Adam, I am going to butcher this man's name and I probably always will because of my accent. (laughs) Is it Adam Mosseri? Adam Mosseri? I don't know. I'm just going to call him Mr. Instagram. But he didn't always do those weekly videos. He didn't always show up and say, hey guys, this is what the new update is and, you know, comment and let me know what you think. I think he only really started doing that when everyone was getting really frustrated um, last year. I could be wrong on that, but I, I never noticed him before that. But this time when he came on to talk about Meta Verified, could you see the difference in him? You could see the difference that this wasn't him because it's actually Mark Zuckerberg that's doing this. It's, it's not him. It's not Mr. Instagram. He's just like, my boss told me to do this. So I'm filling you guys in. If you haven't heard about Meta Verified and what it is, what it means for Instagram is you will be able to pay to get a blue tick, but it's not just about having a blue tick. It's also about having better visibility, engagement, like your posts are going to be pushed out there more. You've got um, direct access to customer service, which nobody has had like up until now. I think there's a few other things like that. The reason I'm so torn about it is because as a businesswoman, just in a business-minded sense, I can see why they're doing it and it makes sense for their business to do this. So as a businesswoman, I'm kind of thinking, yeah, I can see why they're doing that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that kind of makes sense. But as someone who runs a business and uses Instagram to connect with people, to market, all of that stuff, yeah, I'm very conflicted about it. We all know that there's like really scammy, spammy accounts out there. I mean, are these, are those accounts going to be able to sign up for this, suddenly have a blue tick, have their content pushed out there and they're really just scamming people? Is it going to affect everybody else's reach? My worry is that it is going to become a necessary business expense 
if you are a business owner that uses Instagram to market your business. Now, let's be real, it's not that expensive. I think I saw it's, I don't know what currency I saw it in, I don't know if it was dollars or euros or what, but 12 maybe dollars a month. And that's essentially the price of Canva every month. And hey, none of us do without Canva, do we? But yeah, that's my worry is that right now, you'll hear a lot of people saying, um, I don't agree with this, you know, I will never sign up for this. But depending on how it goes, you might have to sign up for it. And I just don't like that. I don't like it when something get gets introduced where it's like, you have to have this or leave type of thing. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, for me, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I might sign up for it. I don't know when the time eventually comes, knowing them that will be months away. Even if it is just to tell you guys here on the podcast how it goes and if it's worth it. I don't know. I think it's just when we'll have to see what happens. But I get the feeling it's not going to be something they roll back on. We've seen Instagram roll back on things time and time again. Like, as I was saying, last year we were told you have to create reels if you want to be seen, if you want to be out there. And now they've rolled back on that. They're now saying that photos have made a comeback. And that's a whole mindset shift for a lot of us. For me too, I actually got very, very used to creating video. I got And so used to it that I actually ended up really enjoying it. Um... I found it quicker than creating graphics and stuff. And now it's like, I have to change back again. But I don't see them rolling back on this one because it's not just Instagram, it's meta. And it's also a whole business monetization thing. It's a little bit like, you know, when you're part of a free community or, you know, you see someone who hosts a free community and they give tons and tons of value in there. But then they realize that, obviously they're not making money from it and maybe they're realizing that it's not converting and they're just gonna have to put up a paywall so yeah I don't know I'd love to know what you think of that I think it's it's interesting but we will just have to see how it plays out I suppose anyway (laughs) now all the updates are aside let's have a talk about blurred lines boundaries with your clients it is so important as an online service provider it is essential to have boundaries in place with your clients and as always like most things that is a lot easier said than done and I know from my own experience when I was a full-time OSP I know from working with my my clients my coachee clients that it's so easy to allow boundaries to slide. It's so easy for these lines to become blurred and it's not always easy to put them back in place, but it is possible. Right, let's just be real for a second. The real reason that it's important to have boundaries in place and to maintain them with their clients is so that you you don't feel the pressure to be constantly available. And I know from quite a few of my clients that this is this is tough and for all of us right let's just say it all of us in the beginning we all go above and beyond for our clients right when we first start out and first launch our businesses you're really trying to make it work and you'll do anything (laughs) anything in the world to please your clients to go above and beyond for them to be happy with your work everybody has done that So I don't want you kicking yourself because I hear a lot from my own clients. It's my own fault. I did this. But we all do that at the start. The only problem then is, is that if that's not recognized 
clients get used to this. They'll get used to you being constantly available. They'll get used to you having um, quick turnaround times. And then you're getting busier and busier. You're getting more and more clients. And next thing you'll find that you feel guilty about walking away from your laptop in the middle of the day. I've been there. (laughs) I have been there. And if that's something you've ever felt, then it is definitely time to take back control here. Having these clear boundaries in place will alleviate that pressure. It will stop you from feeling like you're being pulled in every which way direction all the time, all day. It will stop you feeling like you're constantly just firefighting throughout your workday. And essentially, it will help you to maintain that really healthy work-life balance. And come on, like, All of us started online service businesses so we could have that freedom, the flexibility, all that beautiful stuff. But it's very easy to allow boundaries to slide. And not only that, people are boundary pushers in both the good and the bad way. So if your clients think that they can take an inch with you, oh my God, they are going to try. It doesn't mean they're a bad person or anything like that. But if they think that they can, they're going to try. And so it's important for you to have that those boundaries up and keep them strong so you can have that freedom and flexibility so that you can go through your day being more productive and focused instead of firefighting so that you're not feeling just burnt out and just wrecked, like so tired from a busy day of everyone coming your way. But it's also important because it establishes clear expectations with your clients and avoids misunderstandings too, which none of us want. So there are kind of four main boundary types, I guess you might call them, um, that you need to have in place with your clients so that you can have all those wonderful things and feel the freedom and flexibility that you should have. Those are time boundaries, scope of work boundaries, communication boundaries, and professional boundaries. I know that having all these boundaries in place really is something that everybody struggles with. I think it doesn't matter what stage you're at in your business, how experienced or established that you are. It is something that people struggle with. A few weeks ago, I put up a video on my Instagram. I posted a reel about boundaries and a little trick that I would use with clients. And I couldn't, I I genuinely couldn't believe how many people commented on it or replied to the story where I shared it and said, oh my God, yeah, I feel this. I have this problem too. And so if you're listening to this and you're thinking, why am I struggling with boundaries? Um, It's my fault. Just, Just know that you really are not the only person that deals with this. So when it comes to the time boundaries, what are we talking about here? That is setting the clear expectation with your client around like your availability and your response times. So when you're usually there, when you're going to be getting back to them, you don't want them thinking that as soon as they send you a message that you're going to get straight back. Or as soon as they send you an email with a piece of work in it, that you're going to see it straight away and that you're going to be working on it straight away. Then you have the scope of work. And these are great for managing expectations because you don't want a client coming on board and thinking, this person is going to completely sort my life out. When in fact, you know the scope of what you can do. You know what you can do. 
maybe they're expecting more from you. And that's why it's so important to be clear about these boundaries that you um, you communicate exactly what you're going to be doing, what you're clear about, what you are responsible for and what is outside of your scope of work, because that manages expectations. And then that definitely prevents misunderstandings. You don't want to not communicate that effectively and for a client to think that you are going to do all of these things that are totally outside of your scope of work. Communication boundaries. I think this is one of the hardest (laughs) for people. This is about establishing clear communication channels and methods that will help prevent miscommunication and ensure that you guys are just always on the same page. So, for example, if you have a strong time boundaries in place with your client, you're saying to them, yeah, you can shoot me a a Voxer or an email if you want to give me something, give me a task, talk to me about something. But you guys both know that that method of communication isn't urgent. You're saying to each other, I'll check that when I'm on your work. But then you could have a different method for urgent stuff. So like they might ring you or send you a text message or something like that, an old fashioned text, (laughs) if shit's going down and they really do need your help. Then you've got professional boundaries. This is where lines can seriously become blurred. Now, I don't know your relationship with your clients, okay? I don't know it. Only you know it. You know it better than anybody else. And depending on what you do in this industry, when you do work very closely with someone, like most of your clients are probably self-employed you know, self people who work alone too. And depending on how often you work together or how, or how closely you can end up feeling like friends, like very friendly. And this is kind of where professional boundaries come in. As I said, I don't know your relationship with your clients. So I'm not saying if you are besties with one of your clients to roll back or anything, but this is where lines really do become blurred because you can feel that you are super friendly with one of your clients, um, that you guys are almost working together on everything. But the trouble with that can be is that at the end of the day, you are hired in by them. You never know what could happen in your relationship. You never know if something might go wrong in your work. And hey, we all make mistakes, so don't worry about that. But they might flip on it. They might flip on you and you're you're thinking, whoa, what happens here? Or that someday they might decide they don't need your services anymore. And that's just business minded. It's just a business decision. And if you felt that you guys are really friendly, it would be a proper blow. I know for me, I had a client where we were getting kind of friendly. Now, to be fair, it was in lockdowns, right? So you weren't really talking to that many other people around the time. It wasn't the first lockdown where we all kept in touch. It was after that. And so each time we were on a call, yeah, things got a little personal at the start, not not throughout the whole call. You know, at the start, we'd say, how are you doing? How's this? How's that? And we would, that relationship carried on like that for a little while. But 
I eventually felt a tiny bit uncomfortable about it. Now, it, there was nothing wrong, you know, at all. But I just thought to myself, I don't really want to um, be getting too friendly here. I think it was good, like in the lockdown. I think everybody did that in lockdowns. But as we came out of that and all the rest, I just thought, no, I'm going to keep it a little bit more strictly professional. I'm not just going to be offering up information about myself anymore. As in, if the client asked me, oh, how are you getting on with this? Like, ask me about a personal situation or something in my life. I would talk about it then. But I did put a boundary in place where I wouldn't offer it up, if you get me. And that kind of created a boundary with the client where they would tell me about their stuff but I wouldn't offer anything up unless I was asked and yeah I just felt better protected that way. It's very very easy to say that when it comes to boundaries that you should set clear expectations from the start. To say that you should have them clearly set out in your contract in your welcome pack that you should discuss them verbally once you start working together and then after that that you should be super strict all the time and always maintain them. That is really easy to say but that's not the reality most of the time. I know that there are so many um, established, experienced and successful online service providers who have found that their boundaries have slid And they can see themselves allowing them to slide. They can see what they're doing that's allowing them to slide. They can see what they're doing and they always think, I know it's my fault. This is what my clients always say to me. I know it's my fault. I shouldn't be doing this and I shouldn't be doing that. And first off, that's awareness, which is great. Remember our episode with Jennifer? That's awareness. (laughs) Superpower. But after that, you have to take action on it. So. Instead of going through here and saying to you, you should should have had everything in place from the beginning. Let's talk a little bit about a few little hacks, a few little things that you can do so that you can try and get those boundaries back in place. And I'm going to say first off, it's not easy. Okay, when you're doing these small things, it is not easy. You have to be strict with yourself. You have to fight the urge to reply and all of that stuff. So first off, when it comes to time boundaries, this is where you want your clients to know that you're only available during a certain time. Like you're not going to be replying to emails or text messages or anything like that past 7pm or like, well, really past five, come on. (laughs) But you're not going to be doing it at 7pm, 8pm, that you're not going to be doing it outside of your normal working hours. And so usually that boundary slides because we can't resist replying to something the second that it comes through and oh my god I've been there I remember when I first started out before I got my work phone which by the way hallelujah I needed to do that so bad but before I got my work phone I just had the one phone I had all the apps on it I was getting notifications to it for work which was very handy during the day for during my work hours But I remember that I was just getting them all the time. I had some clients who would do a bit of work in the evening and they would send things my way. Um, I I was working on like a really big freelance team and a lot of the other team members were in different time zones. And so I had lots of notifications coming through from them. Um, They could be in the middle of the night. They could have been any time and my phone was lighting up or pinging or making noises. But I remember when I got my wake up call about it, I was cooking dinner actually and I was actually watching something on my phone. So 
I was cooking away and I was watching something on my phone and I saw a notification banner come up. It was for an email from a client. And of course, me, I had to go in and look at it. So I stopped what I was doing, picked up the phone and went in and looked. And it was literally just the client saying to me, um, you know, just giving me something to be aware of or do tomorrow or whatever. And silly me, again, replied straight away, like straight away and said, thanks for sending this on. I'll be working on it in the morning. Now, I was really lucky because this client was actually a business coach Um, They worked with CEOs and so they were always kind of coaching me a little bit, even though I was working for them as a virtual assistant. And they got back to me and said, I can't remember if they got back to me straight away then or if we talked about it on the next call. I can't remember what way it went, but they said to me, I do not want you replying to me in the evening time. (laughs) They said, The only reason I'm sending that to you is because I'm working and I'm just trying to get it off my desk and onto yours. I'm not asking you to reply to me. You and actually what they said was you need to be taking proper time off in the evenings. Like it's not sustainable to be switched on like that all the time. And so that was a bit of a wake up call for me. Um, The other wake up call then was when my husband started noticing my phone pinging at odd hours of the night with the people in the other time zone. And yeah, I could have, I could have managed uh, the different apps so that they like turned off after a different, after a certain time or something like that. So they didn't notify me after a certain time, but I decided instead to get a separate work phone altogether because it just felt cleaner cut for me and I've never gone back. So that phone stays beside my laptop when I'm finished for the day. Um, And that's been really helpful. But this is where if a client does send something to you at eight o'clock at night or something, if you are working, here's a little hack. If you're working anyway, right, and you do get back to them, oh, make that schedule send button your best friend. (laughs) Make that button your best friend. Because the truth is from time to time, like we will work at night maybe we were doing something else during the day and so we decided that we wanted to work in the evening instead and that's great whatever it's flexibility that's brilliant but if you're replying to clients at that time of night while you're working they will start to think that you're available at that time of night and you will start getting tasks coming your way you might start getting phone calls and that is not something that you want you want to use that schedule send button so that you have replied to them okay it's gone off your desk it's gone out of your head but it doesn't arrive in their inbox until normal working hours. If you're not working, and I know this is hard, but you got to ignore it. You have to ignore the notification. And I know that's not easy. As I said, that wasn't easy for me either. And that is why I got a separate work phone. So if this is an issue for you, I would think of, um, is there a way you can manage the apps like we were just talking about there? Or would a separate work phone work for you? Not all clients are created equal. Like I did have that client who flagged it to me, but most clients, if they think that they can contact you at that time of the night, they're gonna, and they're gonna expect you to get back like you always did. And guys, that just leads to burnout. Come on, (laughs) we gotta manage it. But I think that's even important to think of during the day because it's very easy. Like even if you are at your desk at normal working hours and your clients know that you're there, I think it's still important not to get back to them straight away or not to read their message straight away unless you are actually working on their tasks. Because if you do that, you're going to, it's it's such a killer for productivity. You're just going to find yourself jumping between 
brains, as I call it, for different clients all day because you're going to keep getting distracted. You could be in the middle of something for one client, get distracted because your phone lights up. Pick it up. Next thing, your mind is gone off of what you were working on. It's now gone on to the message that you received. Then it's probably opened a million tabs in your head about what you just read and it is just a killer for productivity so I would say try to have that boundary on yourself as well during the day even if your phone's in a drawer while you're working on a certain client or something like that so that you don't get distracted you know let them wait a little <laughs> let them wait that is really the truest way to make sure that this boundary is in place. Then you've got the scope of work. Now, to be honest, I've not heard of this one being that much of an issue over the years. I have heard of a couple of people who said that they had clients' expectations that were like super, super high and that they should have managed them and that it did lead to some kind of conflict and things like that. So it is something to be aware of for sure. And it is definitely something to try and make crystal clear at the start, whether that be probably should be in your contract the scope of the work and what you're doing and that you're both aware of it but one important thing to mention here is your task turnaround time because it's this happens with absolutely everybody at some point your clients will send you something and expect you to do it straight away when we know that's not how it works it's not how it works you've got other clients yeah you you are going to do it as soon as you can, but you're not going to do it straight away. I always had it in my contract that my task turnaround time was 24 hours. So the way I said it to clients was what you give me today, I'm working on tomorrow. So that they knew that what I'm working on a particular day are the instructions that I received yesterday. And that always worked out pretty well. So there's a tip. <laughs> then you've got communication. So yeah, I kind of touched on that one a little bit. Um, it's just having the different apps or the different methods that you might use with your clients. So emails are first stuff that's not that urgent. Um, you'll phone me if it's drop everything like I need you right now. Things like that. I think really the biggest one that most online service providers have issues with is the time one for sure. And it is really, really easy for lines to become blurred with your clients. I want you to remember this next time you're kind of struggling with that, next time you're kind of struggling with not replying or something like that. Everybody is a boundary pusher. People are boundary pushers in both the good, the very good and the bad ways. It's kind of natural. If your clients think they can take an inch, they will try. But if they think they can't, they won't. And so remember that next time. I know it's not easy, but remember that next time you're out for a walk and you get a notification or you're cooking your dinner like I was and you get a notification and you're just like, oh, I want to reply to it so badly. Remember that. It'll only get harder to reset things if the boundary just keeps sliding, sliding on down. If the lines just keep getting blurred. I know from working with my own clients, it's not easy. It's not. And actually, I had an interesting conversation um, a few weeks ago with a group of my clients. And we were talking about kind of boundaries with ourselves and feeling guilty about leaving the laptop and feeling like you needed to tell your clients if you had an appointment and stuff like that, even though you're not an employee, so you don't have to tell them. And something that we noticed on the call was a couple of the people who really had issues with that, like really felt like they had to tell their clients their every move throughout the workday. I am getting tongue-tied again. Throughout the workday, 
what we noticed that they had in common was that they had both previously worked from home as an employee. Whereas myself and other people that might not have had, you know, might not have had the same mindset or thought the same way as that hadn't. I only started working from home when I started my own business. And so we kind of realized that it might be a little bit of a hang up from being an employee who works from home. So if that's you, give yourself a little bit of grace, okay? Give yourself a little bit of grace and just know that you can get these boundaries back in place. You can maintain them. It's an ongoing thing. You're not going to resist um, replying to a message one day and then they're never going to do whatever again. It is an ongoing thing, but it is so important for you to have that healthy work-life balance. But not only that, for you to actually have, to actually have the freedom and the flexibility that you always wanted, that you always intended on having in your business, because that is what it's all about. Well, thank you for joining me today. Can you believe that we are halfway through the series already? I absolutely cannot believe it. Time is going by so, so quickly, but that means the summer is coming quicker too. And oh my God, I can't wait for that. I saw somebody posted on their Instagram the other day and they were so right that it was starting to feel a bit more like spring where they were. And she was saying um, that she couldn't wait for summer because that's when the freelance lifestyle really, you know, comes to life. And I agree with her. If you're a freelancer, if you're an OSP, an online business owner who works from home, the winter can be a little bit grim, can't it? (laughs) It can be a little bit grim because you're in your house, um, most of the day like yeah you might go out every now and again to work but you're in your house most of the day it's just the winter is not a nice time I'm not a fan of it anyway but then when summer comes when it starts getting warmer and brighter you probably take advantage of this lifestyle a little bit more heading out at different times of day if it's going to be scorching you're going to finish up early and head off and enjoy it so yeah really looking forward to all of that Next week, we are going to be joined by a guest and we're going to be talking about something that, yeah, you might not have expected of me and that I think a lot of online service providers can relate to. See you then. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Life Virtually. I hope you found the information valuable and that you picked up some tips and tricks along the way. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never, ever miss an episode. And if you did enjoy this episode, please take a moment to leave a review. Your support means the absolute world to me and it helps others to find the podcast. If you're looking for more information on starting, growing or evolving your online service business, head over to ruluvirtual.com. There you'll find a variety of resources and services to help you take your business to the next level. Until next time.